Small business, entrepreneurship, self-employed. In a world filled with buzzwords and clout chasing, you might find yourself desensitized by these monikers. But as you join me in this series where I sit down with local small business owners and discuss their passions and missions, you'll see that entrepreneurship will take on many unique forms and personalities. This is Small Business Big Heart on Cooler Conversations. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Cooler Conversations. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. This is another Tuesday episode of Small Business Big Heart. Today, I am joined by co-owner of Misfit Studio, a premier yoga studio based in downtown Graham, North Carolina, Jordan Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Um, how's your COVID-19 quarantine parties going on? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's involved, you know, a lot of cleaning, a lot of Netflix and chilling. <laughs> a I lot bet. of that. I bet. Yes. Um, so first, I just want to go ahead and say um, through this whole thing, your YouTube videos have been a lifesaver. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad. Um, the, the one specifically was the one to de-stress and all the hips. I, yes. it is my favorite. I think I do it maybe once or twice a week. Oh, that's awesome. That one's my favorite too, actually. So I appreciate that. So getting down and kind of like the beginning, obviously you, you have, is it 200 or is it more of uh, hours of yoga teaching? Uh, teaching, I have a lot, probably in the thousands okay. of hours of teaching experience. I have a little bit over 200 hours of training, like as far as me learning how to teach. Oh, okay. Yes. How has that, have you done, how, do, how does that work? Do you, you have to go through the whole process of getting that, you know, the training cert or can you just teach anybody in and how? Um, so it depends. Technically, like legally speaking, there's no like requirement by law that you have to have any sort of training to be a yoga teacher. Um, however, um, morally speaking, you know, it's required that you go to like a registered yoga school and like the bare minimum is 200 hours of training. Um, for most yoga studios, they require at least that much for you to teach real people. Okay. Um, so I don't know what other kind of people you would be teaching that aren't real, but, um, so, yeah, so you kind of, you can do it in a bunch of different ways. Some people like spread it out and do 200 hours over the span of like six months. I, however, did it over the span of like, I did like one full week of training that was like 12 hour days of training and then spread out the rest of it over about a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I was looking at your, your information and your bio on the website. Um, I didn't see anything. So what, what was the beginning of your yoga experience? Like what, you, what put you into that position? Um, gosh, that's a tough like question. It's very complex story. Kind of. I, um, I've never been like an active person at all. Like I was always like a nerd. I did like drama club. I did not play sports. I thought exercise was dumb and just was never that type of person. So it really wasn't until I actually got really sick in, I guess, 2016 um, and ended up in the hospital for a couple weeks. And it was like a this weird near-death experience at the age of, I guess I was 23 then. And it just kind of made me realize that like not taking care of your body, eating a bunch of fast food and not exercising probably wasn't going to be the best route to take if I wanted to live past 20, you know, 23 at that point. 
Um, so it was kind of that that like was like a wake up call of like, oh, crap, like I need to do something. And I didn't really want to like jump into any sort of crazy sports or like hardcore exercise. So I started looking up like, oh, things to help with anxiety and stress relief. And yoga kept popping back up. Um, I had never been flexible either. So I thought that was like the most ridiculous thing for me to do. But I was like, all of these sites keep telling me to do it. So I'm going to try it. And I started out watching YouTube videos, actually, just in my living room. And then it just kind of grew from there. Okay. Wow. I didn't, Yeah. I don't think I've never even heard that. So that's, that's an interesting take. And obviously, happy to hear that you're still here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I really talk about very much, just because, I mean, who wants to bring that up in a random conversation? Um, but it was, I think, that experience that kind of, like, led me to yoga and taking on just more of a healthy lifestyle. I think that's actually, like... I'm actually really glad that you've you've said that. I think a lot of people, when they start something, I see this a lot, and I may get in trouble for this. I see this a lot with, like, CrossFitters or something like that. They'll, like, really enjoy it as a hobby, and they're like, you know what? This is my lifestyle now, as opposed to it, like, being a life-changing sequence of events. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Um, so this is one question I had. You Obviously, you guys have the studio in downtown Graham, um, but you and your husband strike me as huge time, like adventurers. Why would you yeah. settle down in a small town? He, that's actually a funny question because my whole life I was like, I grew up in Graham actually, like born and raised here, never known anything different. Um, I went to college at UNC Chapel Hill. So I moved, I mean, not very far, but I moved away to a slightly bigger city and I've always had this mindset of like, whenever I like graduate and move out of my parents' house, I'm never coming back. I hate this small town. Just like absolutely had no desire to come back here. Um, but then again, like when I got sick, it was really nice having like, I realized how much community I had here. Like I had so many people who were willing to help me and um, throughout just like, I mean, you've been through your twenties, you know what it's like to have all of these challenges. And I just realized like, this is my home base. Like we can still travel, but like the community here is just amazing. Um, we have so much support all the time, like not just at the studio, but just, you know, as people. And so we were kind of like, you know what, let's, let's start a business here and give back to this place that has done so much for us. Um, and we have a lot of memories here. So we decided to, you know, at least have our business here. We still love to travel and plan to continue traveling. Um, but I don't know, this just feels like home. No, I, I'm so happy that you said that too. I mean, Especially yeah. with you hear you hear you hear it not time and time again with brands and businesses they they drop the word community as if it's just like another piece of candy to add to your repertoire. But yeah. like for real, like especially with Graham, they have that. There's like a weird aesthetic that's going on in Graham that's like it's booming way more than anyone else around them. Yeah, it's crazy, and I never would have thought that. Like. I grew up literally half a mile from downtown Graham and we used to walk there as a kid. And I always thought like, Oh, this place is so boring. There's nothing going on. But then after I came back from college, I was like, wait a minute, like there's some stuff happening here. And it's just, I mean, it's exploded over the past couple of years. I feel like so many new faces and just people who are really putting their heart and soul into making it this cool little like town that people love. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah. you guys started the business. Um, I know your husband has some background with small business, but like, what what brought you guys to go? You know, you graduated from college. Obviously, there's the I need to get a career this and doing that. Like, what was the big yeah. jump to go? You know what? We're starting a business. Um, 
So my husband, like you said, he's always kind of had this like entrepreneurial spirit. Like his dad owns his own um, electrical company. And so he grew up like seeing his dad work for himself. And he always had this mentality of like, I don't want to have a boss. Like I want to be my own boss. Um, I, however, was not like that at all. Um, I went to college. I didn't never really had a plan after college. I wanted to be a lawyer for a long time. And then I realized that I didn't. And then I was just kind of left with like, oh, crap, that's been the plan forever. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I graduated college and I actually started working as a barista with my college degree. And I was just kind of like stuck floating out there of like, I have this degree that I just spent all of this money on and I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Um, so I worked a bunch of jobs, like a lot of jobs, just kept like bouncing around and hated every single one of them. Like I wouldn't make it a year at any job because I don't really know what it was. Nothing, nothing felt like I was passionate about it. And so finally I was like, you know what, maybe you're onto something with this whole owning a business thing. I don't know. And at the time I was like all up in my yoga practice. It made me super happy. I had just become a teacher and he was like, you know what, you should, you should just start your own studio. And I thought he was insane, but I was like, you know, no, like I don't want to. And then finally he kept like saying it over and over again. I was like, you know what, I should start my own studio. <laughs> and then it <laughs> just, uh, it honestly happened like in like a week, like the idea happened. And then all of a sudden we were signing a lease and I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess this is happening now. So, wow. yeah, I, I can definitely yeah. say from my own experience that I completely understand the shotgun resume looking piece of paper. I, I think I've myself, oh, I've worked awful. all over the place. It doesn't make any sense until you just stumble <laughs> upon something that's like, Oh, well, that, that does make sense. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, so where does the Misfit name come from? Um, so I, uh, several things. Growing up, I obviously like one of my defining features is that I have bright red hair. And so like literally as soon as I started elementary school, I was like this target kid that people picked on. I was different. I had red hair, translucent, pale skin, really like awkward teeth all throughout school and I was just I was always awkward and I was a nerdy kid and made fun of and never like fit into any of the cliques um and that just kind of stuck with me throughout honestly throughout college um not that like I had like a bad life or anything people just I wasn't the popular girl by any means and then when we first came up with the idea of a yoga studio it was like around Christmas time when we first started talking about it and we were watching Rudolph with our son. And there's like the Island of Misfit Toys mm -hmm. on that movie. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I want, I want an Island of Misfit Toys. Like I would totally like go and live there with the other kids, like the other toys or whatever. And then, yeah, from there I was like, oh my gosh, that's the name. Because I know that like with my experience, I always felt like it was just me that felt that way. But then like the older I get and the more I talk to people, I realize that so many people resonate with this idea of not fitting in. Even the people who seem like they do, on the outside, a lot of times feel like they don't. Um, so that was kind of where the name got started because I wanted to create a place where people who might not think that they fit that typical yoga mold um, or the, just stereotype that um, they would feel comfortable in our studio. So that was kind of where it all That's started. That's awesome. I, I love, the, I love yeah. the little Christmas connection there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting too because I I've seen the pictures. Um, I know some of the members, and it's it's definitely for sure. When you think of like 
the East Coast yoga studio. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can speak. It's it, There's definitely a archetype of person that you think of. Absolutely. And walking yeah. in and seeing people loaded with tattoos, nose rings, like it's uh-huh. it's so cool and definitely refreshing to see a different type of person participating in a common activity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're going for is because I know even me, like whenever someone, whenever like I first started getting recommended yoga, like I'll try yoga. I just had this image in my head of this like perfect 20 year old girl who was in tip top condition, you know, had like the fanciest clothes and this like beautiful aesthetic. Um, And not that there's anything at all wrong with that. But I think a lot of people think that that's what you have to be in order mm-hmm. to do yoga is like you have to fit this mold and you need to go eat avocado toast afterward. <laughs> um, and like <laughs> that's just I, I feel like that's what the image is. And so even I was like, eh, I don't I don't want to do that. Like I won't. People are going to laugh at me if I go and try to fit in with that crowd. And then I realized like, you know, screw that. Like anyone can do yoga. And so, yeah, I love that. Like some of our classes, yeah, we might have that girl that looks like that and acts like, and that's totally fine. Like, I love her too. She's great. But I want people to understand that like, that's not what it has to be. You can also be a 50 year old man with tattoos who rides a Harley and, you know, works as a construction worker. Like it doesn't matter. So that first part described my dad up into the Harley. (laughs) (laughs) Does he drive a truck? He does have a truck. Perfect. <laughs> um, so with got, kind of diving away and going into more of the yoga experience, uh, 2020 has definitely been an absolute roller coaster of a year. Um, how yeah. has, for you individually, how has that affected your practice? Um, it's definitely changed a lot. Uh, I've been like practicing daily for, I guess, like close to four years now. And this is the first time in almost two years that I have been teaching almost every day. Um, so I, I will say, like, I have not practiced every single day. I've taken several days off, but um, I think it's been good for me. I think it's been really good to, like, kind of slow down a little bit and realize that, like, it's okay. Like, just because this is my career doesn't necessarily mean I have to be doing it nonstop, Um And yeah, I mean, it's given me the opportunity to take virtual classes with instructors from all over the world and like learn things that I never would have learned had this not happened. So I've been trying to view it as a blessing in disguise just because it's opened up all of these different, you know, just doors of virtual Mm -hmm. learning. And it's crazy. It's insane that it happened overnight. I think one thing I, I thought was very interesting that I've definitely picked up on more so here recently, especially with all the craziness, is... When I first when I first started yoga, you hear you know the oh just go into your breathing, and I thought it was a whole bunch of crap <laughs> at first. Yes. Um, almost. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but basically, you hear the word let that you hear let that shit go all the time, and it's yeah. it's definitely meant more now, like going into just being present in practicing. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like breath, I don't know. I know for me, breath is the hardest part of yoga. Like whenever someone is like, oh, inhale with this, exhale with that. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm just trying to breathe, period. Um, But yeah, like that, that idea of letting it go and just taking a deep breath, starting over. And yeah, like you said, just let that shit go. Like (laughs) 
um it's yeah that's like my motto i, I figured as much i love the little uh sticker you guys have on your website <laughs> yeah absolutely Go um what advice would you give other than let that shit go for those who are just like i need to get on the mat i need to get into my head space um and just block all this stuff out i think just like letting go of expectations on your mat um and just moving in a way that feels good i feel like so often like people go into a yoga practice or any physical activity with this like idea in their head of what it needs to look like and what it should feel like um and i think that a lot of times just drop that word should like there is no should it doesn't it shouldn't look like anything it should just <laughs> i'm using the word but i think people need to just move freely and breathe like literally if your yoga practice is just laying there and taking 10 deep breaths like that's yoga and just going into it and listening to your body is i'm all about intuitive movement and not necessarily focusing on alignment and getting everything perfect but moving in a way that feels good because doing that for five minutes can completely change so your day true. so true i love that um kind of guy going back into like the business realm um is there any misconceptions that you have run into into owning your own yoga studio that you just want to like just stop people from thinking, put to bed? <laughs> um, there's a few. Um, one is just like this misconception about yoga teachers in general. I think a lot of people think that yoga instructors and especially me as a studio owner are this like perfect zen being that just like does no wrong and is so peaceful and has their shit together um, all the time. And I think that a lot of yoga students, like yoga teachers in general experience that stereotype and people having this image of them in their head. And I want people to understand that like, we're just normal people. Like a lot of time, I, I say all the time, like most people who are drawn to yoga are drawn to it because they're at least a little bit crazy. And that's why they're like, that's why we're here. Um, so just letting go of that idea that like, we're some like, we're not better than anybody else. My, you know, I have plenty of students who are way more flexible than I can. I am like, and can do all of the poses that I can't do and who are probably more, you know, quote unquote mm -hmm. Zen than I am. So just understanding that we're just like everyone else and you know, that's okay. And also just knowing as a bit like, I think a lot of times too, people have this idea that business owners just have it all together and know exactly what they're doing at all times. Whenever I think the majority of business owners are just kind of winging it. Oh, and I it can out guarantee as they go. that's, <laughs> that's what's been. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously yeah. you grew up in Graham. Are there any pros and then what are the cons that you found being in that small town environment? So the pros are definitely like, you know, mm -hmm. someone for everything. Like I always joke that like my husband, he always knows a guy, like something breaks. We know a guy that can fix it. Yeah. Like, there's just always a guy. Um, so that's awesome. And just having that community support. Um, there have been plenty of times where I feel like events that we've had, had we not grown up here and known so many people who at least know us or know our parents, like it would have been an empty event otherwise. Like, so that part is really nice. Um, there are cons because growing up in a small town, everyone is your friend and it can be really difficult when you open a business that obviously needs to make money to survive, to overcome this um, idea that like there should be a friends and family discount or like, because they know you and have known you forever that they get to come for free. And like, 
I think that can be a little challenging to like separate that business and friend mm-hmm. family aspect. Um, that's really the only con I can think of is just, you know, finding that balance of like, yes, I have known you since I was two, but you that, still gotta I think that class, would probably be the like... most annoying thing. I, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think all business owners experience that a little bit, whether you're, you know, a hairstylist, a personal trainer, whatever is people are going to expect your services for free. And you have to like, learn how to draw that line of like, I can't do that for everyone. Well, that line goes straight to the S and it's a dollar sign. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. Yes. And I struggled with that as a, as a yoga teacher, especially. Um, and I think a lot of yoga teachers struggle with this because yoga and money don't really go together. Um, most yoga teachers are not very business minded people. Like you obviously want to provide yoga to everyone because it's helped us. So we want to help everybody. And so figuring out that like, okay, but I have to value my service and I have to like help people understand that like, you know, time is money to a certain extent. So true. So, so so true. Thank you again, Jordan. Do you have any closing words for everybody? No, thank you for having me. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you soon once all this quarantine I stuff I, is knows over. This is all, man. <laughs> thank you guys again for listening. Today's guest was Jordan Jordan of Misfit Studio and based in downtown Graham, North Carolina. Be sure to check them out at www dot misfitstudio.com be sure to check them out also on instagram at misfitstudionc guys this was another episode of cooler conversations the small business big heart limited series Um, if you guys enjoy the show be sure to rate the podcast um, on apple spotify whichever all of your support is very much um, i'm very much grateful for it And if you guys have any topics or anybody that you would want to be on the show, be sure to message me on our Instagram, at Cooler Conversations. And that's it, guys. Hope you guys have a great one. Later.